You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Psalm 71 and verse 1. You got your Bibles? Let's hold them up real quick. Let's do that Bible check real quick. All right. I see your little man got that Bible. I'm seeing. I see my young folk with that Bible. Where they at? Where they at? There you go. There you go. Whoa. All right. Psalm 71 and verse number 1. Notice what the psalmist said. In you, O Lord. In you, O Lord. I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Now he's saying when he put it, puts his trust in the Lord, he's not going to move it. He's not going to move it. In thee, O Lord, I put my trust. That's where it's going to stay. That's where it's going to remain. And that's a problem with some of us. We put our trust in the Lord. Stuff happens, sometimes unexpectedly, and we move our trust from being in the Lord. And then we start taking on more than what is meant for us to take on. Why did you move your trust? If your trust was in God before trouble came, Even when trouble shows up, let your trust, who am I talking to, remain in the Lord. Why, Pastor? Because in the Lord, there is help with the trouble. Right? In you, O Lord. Notice notice how personal it is. I put my trust. Let me never, let me never, somebody shout never. Never. Let me never be put to shame. The word for shame is confused or confusion. I'm reading out the New King James. If you got a King James, it's going to actually say, let me never be put to confusion. This is what he's saying. By trusting the Lord, he knows if that trust stays in the Lord, y'all got to hear me this morning, he will never be put to confusion. Never. Never have to worry about being put to confusion if I trust the Lord the way that I need to. And based upon what I've read this morning, my subject this morning, never be put to confusion. Never be put to confusion. I want to minister from the subject, never be put to confusion. And let's give God a praise for the text and the subject. Never be put to confusion. Somebody again, shout never for me. Shout never for me. 
no matter what's going on, never be put to confusion. This word is going to help somebody. When it means to be confused or to be put to confusion, first thing I want us to understand is that it means to be confounded. Lord, if I trust the Lord, I'll never be confounded. It also has to do with to be bewildered. And see, that's a good thing about the Lord is that he cares so much for his people that he never wants to see us and we're in confusion. Or we're going through a whole lot in our minds and in our bodies or on the job or in our finances or in our marriage and we're bewildered. He doesn't want that. Also, it has to do with to be mixed up. Never be put to confusion. Never be mixed up. Once you come to a place where you are trusting God and you're in his will, you're in the best place there is to be. You're in the safest place there is to be. And then you see a person going through a whole lot in reference to life, but they're all mixed up. I don't know if you've ever witnessed it, but sometimes it'll draw your mind back to where you used to be. Come on, I know I'm talking to some folk that ain't always had clarity in reference to the will of God. Many of us haven't always had clarity in reference to our purpose in God. And, and whenever I see, because I am a man, and I see a man going through a whole lot, and I know the pressure, and some of my brothers can relate, that can be upon a man's shoulder whose job it is is to lead a family into greener pastors. And when that's not happening, come on, brothers, uh, that that pressure can get heavy upon a real man's shoulder. And so I look at men who are going through a whole lot, and they're all mixed up in reference to what they need to be doing. It draws my mind back to a time as a young man when Donna and small children were depending on my leadership for a better life, but I was all mixed up in my head. Woo, I want to do anybody remember a time before you got saved just how mixed up you used to be upstairs. Come on, do y'all remember that? Is it not related? How many can remember how, how just mixed up you was in your mind to the point to where we didn't know if we were coming or going. We didn't know whether to go left or to go right. Come on, somebody. We didn't know where we were supposed to be. I'm finna hit you with one. We didn't even know who we were supposed to be with. We were going from person to person. 
We were hitting and missing. Come on, I got your number. We were guessing. We were doing any, many, mighty more. And whatever more landed on, that's what we did. That's how mixed up we used to be. And see, God does not want his folk mixed up in their minds. He actually wants us to have an anointed mind. Finally, to be confused has to do with a person being in a state of disorder. Whenever you are confused, you are, you are put in a state or a place of disorder. You can look at your life and very few things in your life is actually in order. You have more things that are out of order then you do things that are in order. Now, how can you lead or have a productive life when most things that concern your life that are of importance are out of order? You're not doing them the right, proper, or correct way. How can that lead to you having a productive life and you're out of order? How can your household run smoothly from month to month, from day to day, and the house is out of order? Come on, somebody. Chaos is ruling the house. People in the house are working against one another. They're pulling in different directions. How can the house ever truly accomplish the will of God and you're in a state of dis? Order. But I got good news for you. God doesn't want you in a place where you are not in order. Pastor, how can you say that? Because of what the psalmist said in Psalm 37 and 23. He said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. See, God want to order our steps. Why you want to order your steps? So that every move you make will be the right move. See, it just went over some of your head. That's when you didn't even clap. You didn't even give God a prayer. Because you don't think every move you make can be the right move. But the Bible says differently. And when you get accustomed to waiting on God, hearing from Him before you move, every move you make will be the right move. Preach your heart, Pastor. Even if you move and everything goes wrong, don't you worry. It still was the right move. Oh, yeah, because some of us think when we make a move, if everything starts going wonderful, we made the right move. But in God, it could be the opposite. You can make the right move in everything that can. Come on, somebody. Help me preach it. Everything that can go wrong starts to going wrong. You don't have to second guess the move you made. You don't have to second guess the decision. Why? You sought God. You waited to hear from Him. So I know though everything going wrong right now, it has to straighten up, minister, right? Because, hold on, I didn't move by my own power. Come on, I did what he told me to do. And I've had to sit back 
and watch a lot of things go wrong, but then all of a sudden have a keen eye, have a keen eye to realize that it ain't what I thought it was. See, sometimes things are falling into place. Oh, that was somebody, Rhema. You think it's all going wrong. You, you, you think everything. No, God says it's falling into place. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Somebody, you're about to get from God what you asked of Him. But if you look at how things are going, you think, why is it going this way? Why is it going left? Because He's causing everything to fall in place. So He can give you, sister, what you asked of Him. Before you be seated, somebody shout, let God work. Somebody shout, let God work. Somebody shout, let Him work. Be seated. Sometimes we got to let Him work. Am I right about it? Pastor, I can live to the point to where I'm never put to confusion. Never. You can walk with God so, or have the type of relationship with Him, that even if you go to step wrong, you're going to hear Him. You're going to hear Him. Now the sensitive ear starts backing down. Wait a minute. Hold up, Lord. If this is not what you would have for me to do. I don't want to do it, God. Come on, somebody. This is a wonderful life to live. It can sometimes be to people. Let me see who can get this. It can sometimes be to people that you're moving slow. Nobody who really waits on God. Moves fast all the time. Because they're not going to move until they hear from him. Come on. Some of us who wait on God, we've had people keep asking us, what you going to do? I'm still waiting. And I can't move. Until he tells me what to do. Woo, that's good right there. See, that's what the psalmist was. He knew by putting his trust in the Lord, in Jehovah. Listen, Jehovah has to do with the covenant God. The English version of Jehovah is where we get Jehovah. The covenant God. Why is that special? Why is that important? Because as being the covenant one, it says about the Most High that He never, never breaks covenant. He never breaks covenant. Listen, He's unlike me and you. He never lies. Never makes a promise 
that he can't keep. Never makes a promise that he doesn't intend to keep. That's the reason I love it. Because everybody else is subject to making a promise that they ultimately break. Pastor, not my spouse. You don't know how much my spouse loved me. You don't know how much they're into me and how much they sense what I feel. And all. I don't care how much they sense what you feel. There's times they cannot fix what's broken with you. They cannot heal what's hurting in you. But he never makes a promise that he doesn't keep. That's the reason. It's never a time to say to God about a promise or his word, maybe he didn't want to do it. You don't know God. Because if he said a thing, then he meant it. I didn't get enough class. I said, if he said a thing, he meant what he said. God ain't said nothing just to make you happy. If you got happy, good for you. But he said it because he means to do it. And when you don't know this, you can't shout until it manifests. But when you know this about him, you shout before it manifests. You go ahead and praise him. Why? You, and somebody say, why? You, it ain't happened yet. Yeah, but I know my God. If he said it, he meant what he said. Everything, I keep telling you, everything that can go wrong, can go wrong. But when you know him, when you put your trust in him, you still look to him and say, I know you. I know you. It's still going to happen. You still going to bring it to pass, God. You still gonna cause me to pay it off. Cause you told me I would own it. You are st- Look at the psalmist. Look at what I love about the psalmist. Look at verse five. Look at verse five. Y'all there? For you are my hope. Hope has to do with where his confidence is at. Confidence is in God. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust. I want y'all to hear this, young people. From my youth. Parents, don't make the mistake of thinking that your child is not old enough to trust God. Don't make that mistake. Because you don't allow their faith to operate. Even when I pray for my grandchildren who are two and three, when I pray, when I finish, I ask them to put an amen on it. I ask them, are you healed? They say, I'm healed, Papa. Put your trust in. I'm teaching them that your trust matters. I got to help a parent right now. You can't. You can't think when your children reach a certain age. That you're going to have faith for them. About everything. 
Come on. Come on, mama. You love them, mama, but, but, but you can't have faith for them at a certain age. You have to know how to encourage their faith. Oh, preacher, pastor, even challenge their faith. Where is your faith? Oh, I'm finna drop one on y'all. You know why that's important? Because God only has children. God has no grandchildren. God has no grandchildren. He only has children. You can't know God through your mama. You can't know God through pastor. That would mean I'm God's child because you belong to me. You get to be his child. Wait a minute. And some of you, you don't do right with your children. As much as you love them, you got to make sure with certain things that you see their faith. Come on. Are we trusting God for this? Yeah, mama. Yeah, daddy. I just need y'all to write the $1,200 check. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. How much you praying, boy? You believe God gonna do this thing? Mom, what does it matter if I just get them out? Oh, mm. so I'm just a checkbook for you. See, see, you can't make grown children do nothing. I'm going to be honest. I once knew a woman who practically forced her daughter through college. Forced her. Put it in her soul. I mean, forced her through. But she found out after forcing her through, she has a degree, but no work ethics. Now you got to force her to use a degree. I'm preaching right. I'm talking right up here. Now she was, now the child didn't want to work. See, see, the way my mind thinks is that that's money I could have saved. Because if you don't have work ethics, a degree is no good. If you can't get out of bed, a degree is no good. If you're always oversleeping, don't matter how much you get paid, sooner or later you get fired. See, this must be you Sunday, before next Sunday. I never forget growing up, Daddy used to make me so mad when I was in college. He was just too big and strong to fight. He just made me so mad when I come home from college, doing what my mama told me. Let my dirty clothes, just when I bring them, when I come home, just bring my clothes. And she wash up my clothes while I'm out doing my thing. And man, he come home one day, went, went berserk. <laughs> he, I thought he was crazy. I said, all this over dirty clothes. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of your mama washing your, you boy, you ain't calling now. Wash your own clothes. I'm like, man, I'm busy. 
I hated him at the time, but found out later he was right. Mama was wrong. Mama should have told me, hey, I'm cutting you off. Mama didn't cut me off. Mama washed them cold, folded them up. I give her a hug. Mama, I don't know how long these going to last, but we'll see you soon. Oh, I love you, Mama. Oh, Mama. I look at Dad like, I'm gone. He was right. Come on, somebody. Notice the reason the psalmist, well, I got y'all, verse 5. Yeah, for you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust. Listen, not when he got grown. He started trusting God as a youth. Whatever your child dream is of being, tie God to it, Pramers. Tie God to it. Because see, with God, there's not just faith, there's works. This works in sports. Your child pound because they set the bench. You know they ain't no good or they shouldn't be started. You don't go address the coach. You tell your son, you got to work harder. Give me the ball. Drive to the hole. Why keep stealing it from your boy? Because you can't use your left hand. And you're going to be on that bench, boy. Until you learn to work that left hand. Y'all hear me? And then you be in the sand shouting, use your left hand. <laughs> Come on. But so many parents raise their children now like, hey, name it, claim it. This when you got so many sorry, lazy young people. Oh, pal, he has trouble paying attention. Not when he's on that PlayStation. See, what you got to do is trick him. You got to go in there and play the PlayStation for two straight hours with him. And at the end of the game, you got to look at him and say, you did good. You were focused throughout the whole game. That one class where you keep running your mouth, acting like a class clown. They telling me you need medication, but it ain't medication. You just ain't interested. You just don't want to do it because you pay attention to what interests you. Come on. But the psalmist said he started trusting God as a youth. See, I don't understand parents going, you have them at practice, but not youth church. I don't understand parents, you at church, the youth at home. I don't understand that. They need to trust God at a young age. Notice why that's important. Notice verse 17. Notice verse 17. Y'all still with me? He said, oh God, you have taught me from my youth. Taught him from when? Children can be taught from their what? 
it ain't going to always be games and pizza down there. Come on. They got a job to teach them. And if they're being taught when they get home, ask them what they learned. Show them you're interested in you, church. What did he talk about? Oh, responsibility. Okay. I break it down. Well, if we make up our bed first thing in the morning, we show them we're responsible. I like that. We're keeping our shoes tied and clean the best we can. I like that. Verse 18. Now also when I am old, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day I declare your wondrous work. Now also when I am old and what? Gray-headed. Gray-headed. Listen. That means from a youth, he started trusting God. Something we don't really see so much in our day and time. Then all the way through, he kept trusting God. That's what I want y'all to see. He trusted God as a young person. Now his hair is gray-headed. And he's still trusting the God that blessed him when he was a young boy. See, some of y'all, you didn't get happy right there. He still trusted that same God has not switched up. He hadn't cut out on God. He hadn't tried to play God. But he stuck with it. Do y'all see that? Now, when he says in Psalm 71 and 1, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Why is that? He knew to be put to shame or to be confused, listen, if you take a note, he looked at being put to shame or being confused as being a curse. Sometimes we don't take it seriously when we mixed up. That's the sign of a curse working, listen, or trying to work in somebody's life. Because if you're confused and you start making decisions and you're mixed up in your mind, you're going to reap what you sow. Just reading is a curse. When you're battling in your body and you say, okay, I'm battling, you taking prescription drugs. You taking herbs, you on a special diet, you got a special juice. Come on, you keep your feet elevated at night. You you doing all of these things, but it's pretty much hit and miss. Listen, that's a curse because what you're doing, something is going on in your body and you know something serious is going on in my body and you don't even know what to do about it. Tell me that's not a curse. And you're just trying every little different thing. You hear somebody at the job say, you know what? Well, I just do this. I drink such and such. And then you start drinking it. See, see, I knew that was going to go over your head. That is not how God's people need to operate. Why am I out here hitting and missing, guessing? 
about something as important as my body. None of these things that I mention in and of themselves are sin. But when I just start doing things on my own, I could make my situation worse. Because what I'm putting in my body over here, teach it pastor, does not mix with what I'm putting in my body over here. And when they hit my body, they work against me. And that's when so many saints, if you talk to them and they're honest about what they're doing in reference to what they're battling in their body, very few have clarity. Very few will tell you, I'm doing this because I prayed. God told me to do this. To me, that's important. You don't take something for five years, then start battling a problem, and somebody say to you, hey, did you not know that's one of the main side effects for what you say you take? And then your thing is, I didn't know that. I just know my hearing has just gotten bad and it is on the decline. That's one of the side effects of the medicine. They say it real quick. Y- y'all don't notice how, how they go through the commercials then. When they get to the side effect, they just, oh, and it may have diarrhea, maybe have long time, may suffer suicide, and your ear may fall off, and then you're there. But they always give it a pretty name. See, see, listen to me. This how I feel. No matter what I'm battling. Suicidal? Suicidal thoughts? So it's going to make my shoulder feel better, but I may want to kill myself. To be put, listen, put to confusion. I'm going to show you in a minute where God is not the author of confusion, listen, when it comes to the saints. But a real good story we remember in Second Chronicles 20 and 20 is Jehoshaphat taking the praise team. Y'all remember? Going out, putting the praise team out front when all these armies were attacking him. I'm just just proving to you that confusion has occurred. All the army were coming against Jehoshaphat and Judah, so they prayed and fasted. God spoke through a prophet about what they needed to do. They did it. When the praise team started singing, Second Chronicles 20 talks about how God sent an ambush on Judah's enemy. And they started fighting, y'all ain't listening. They started destroying each other. That's how Judah them get down now. And take three days gathering up spoil because their enemies turn on one another and start killing each other. That's what you call mixed up. That's what you call out of order. God cursed them. And he often curses the wicked with confusion. He turns their wisdom from a Bible reader's head. 
into foolishness. That's a curse. Are y'all hearing me? Go to uh, 1 Corinthians. I'm almost done. Lord have mercy. 1 Corinthians. Oh, a good word. I told y'all it was going to be a good word. 1 Corinthians. Some of us, we finna come out of confusion. I said, we finna come out of confusion. You know you don't have to be confused when you look for a car. It's it just a matter how much you want to pray. How much you want to see. You don't have to be confused when you look for no house. Come on, somebody. God will order your what? Steps. He may send you to the same dealership. And they keep telling you no. And you pray and God say, no, you go right back to that same dealership. This time you see the man that helped you last time coming out. Can we help you? Like, mm, I know I want to fool with you. You were so negative last time. No, I, I was looking for somebody else. I'm just done. And you wait for that next salesman. Come on, somebody. You got to let God. Or you ain't got to be confused. What you doing? I've been looking for, for a house over the weekend. Oh, my head feel like he's finished. But I'm just, oh, I got a headache from there doing all. Why don't you let God order your, order your steps? Let him tell you when to go. Let him tell you where to go. I'm helping somebody. But you out here just hitting and missing. You ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do that. Years ago, we were looking for a house. I knew exactly the area that we need to be in. And she'll tell you, we stayed in that area. If that house was not in that area, we didn't even go look at it. See, clarity also saves you time. Why don't you come over here? No need. <laughs> you know they're hiring over there. Not looking. Let me submit an application. Why? God told me stay here until he tell. He ain't saying that. Yo, they'll, they'll give you a signing bonus. Yeah, they give you full time to workload too. I know I'm teaching right. 1 Corinthians 14, Is that right? For God is not the author of what? Author deals with the originator or founder. For God is not. Are y'all there? For God is. Oh, y'all didn't say it like y'all ready to go. For God is. For God is the author, the originator, the founder of confusion, but of what? Peace. So if I'm confused, I can't blame it on God. Single person, you ain't got to be confused. You just got to listen real good. Woo! Sometimes you got to listen more than you see. Yeah. Some nice joints he got on. Listen more than you see. Bruh man ain't said nothing about working. 
That's the second question every woman should ask a, a single brother. First question need to be, you saved? Got the Holy Ghost too. Where you work? <laughs> if he don't work, he can be like, man, girl, all up in my business. I got my own business. You file your taxes. <laughs> you want that, that business legit? <laughs> and the dope man got his own business. There are dope men who employ several people. Have a payroll. Some of y'all ain't from the street. There are dope men who have payroll. They have work uniforms. The street boys, they give them the shoes. They give them the jersey. That's the work uniform. Come on, y'all. Where were you at? Law have mercy. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of what? But of? But of? As in all, is in all the what? Churches. Of who? The saints. While some saints put to confusion. Did you take your notes? I'm going to give you five things. While some saints put to confusion. Let me give you four. These are important, y'all. I'm, I'm in the clothes. Why are some saints put to confusion? He said he would never be put to confusion. You, you have to start saying to yourself, this is too important for me to be mixed up. Married folk, your marriage is too important for you to have a divorce lawyer's name and number in your phone on regular dial. Come on, see, yeah, some of y'all don't understand. It's too important. You can't go every six months. He ain't the one. I messed up. It's been 15 years. Come on, y'all laughing, but I am. You, marriage is too serious. I'm going to tell you what folk won't tell you. Even when you get the right one, you got a whole lot of work ahead of you. I, you didn't hear me? I said when you get the right one. Imagine getting. Marriage is too important to be mixed up. Come on, somebody. Only wanting what your spouse wants. Don't know who you are. Oh, I know I'm right about it. Number one, why some saints put to confusion. I'm going to give you four good things. Number one, self. Self. Pastor, what you mean self? Listen and take note. Self. Our opinions put us in confusion. There are some things so important that God doesn't care about my opinion. You know, some of y'all homes are in confusion. Your opinion. 
Your opinion of how your house should run got your house confused. If your house was running the way God told you to run it, come on. But see, you got your own Ten Commandments. That you regularly break, but can't nobody else in the house break them. See, I'm talking right. Sometimes we'll, we'll put to confusion by our own opinions. Who told you to do that? Well, Pastor, my cousin invited me and she said the man was a true prophet. And you went up there and let that man pray for you. You didn't even know it. And now you're talking about your mind ain't been right since. Now you want me to deal with that demon. Y'all laughing. There are certain churches you don't even want to visit. The whole church operates in confusion. Well, I just went over there with my friend. You, you knew better. You should have told your friend, I don't know them people. See, see ain't nobody going to lay hands on me that I don't know. And, I, and I'm praying, y'all, that nobody try me on that. Because I'm on a block them. And that may tear up the whole service digging hill. Y'all see me smiling? He come like, oh, brother, I just. I heard what you said. Now, he's going to have an attitude. Who this man think he is? I, that's it. I don't know you, bro. You coming up here prophesying something good to me ain't going to make me write you a, a check for money I don't have. Come on, somebody. See, our own opinions put us in confusion. Why did you buy that? Now, if you knew here, you may not know how to shop. But we believe in shopping based upon it being the right timing. Not because it's on sale. Quickest way to stay broke is always buying something because it's on sale. Oh, pastor, you making them mad then. Why? Because there's always something on sale. Why did you get that? It was on sale. Do you need that? I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But then, then two weeks later, need $40. Ain't got no gas. And just went up. That's confusion. Donna would tell you when we're walking around. And we got to keep going back and forth, back and forth, back. I have told a salesperson. She said, are you going to get it? This is the last one. I said, ma'am, I said, to be honest with you, I'm confused. I said, no, I don't operate on confusion. I said, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to let it, let it go. I said, but they going to get I said, hey, it ain't no problem. I said, somebody get it. I said, I just ain't, I don't, I don't feel peace about it. I tell salesmen that. Now, I have been scared off because of the price. I wasn't confused. God put that there just for me. But that is high. <laughs> that is a whole lot of you. Come on. I recently bought a pair of shoes. I was about to walk away. Down. I, said, I know you're not going to let these shoes stay here. 
I said, Donna, you'll say that about anything. Let me, let me think. <laughs> you want a cheerleader when you shop, take, hey, get it. <laughs> you know any other word? No, get it. <laughs> But I wasn't confused. I knew. See, because sometimes you're going to ask God for stuff. You're going to pray and ask him for it. He's going to be letting it sit right there. You asked me for it. What you going to do? No, you said if it had that red interior, then you would go. Yeah, it got that. Do it got two spare tires. You know no car come with two spare tires. Stop playing. You said it. You said what your heart desire. God will call you. And some of you like your first lady, you don't need calling. <laughs> you show up when you ain't been called. What you, what you doing here? I'm looking for a blessing. <laughs> I got to hear them close. Self or our opinion. Number two, why people put to confusion, the opinion of others. You can't do everything somebody tells you you should do. The opinion of others can put you in confusion. I don't know why they hire nobody else. You need to go get that job. They need to make you such and such and such. You already can't handle where you at. You come home every day talking about, I'm, I'm about tired. They just putting more and more. And now you listening to somebody. And as soon as you go take that job, you shouldn't have took. Guess what? They wanted your job. The opinion of others. Girl, I leave him if I were you. God been showing me stuff about him anyway. One thing, he don't look at you right. I'm leaving. Why? Yeah, so-and-so told me you don't look at me right. See, I told you people be picking up on stuff. The opinion. You'll be, you'll be surprised how many people are out right now preaching, teaching, so-called got their own ministry. Operating in confusion. See, so you, you don't even let your spouse put you in confusion. If you love me, you'll do it, baby. You listen to everybody else but me. Girl, you talking crazy. Come on. You, you don't even let a preacher. As much as y'all love me, if I start preaching, I'll tell y'all, look, I ain't coming out the Bible no more. You ought to better say, Pastor, I love you, but you ain't finna put me in confusion. Come on, I start handing out my own Bibles. Come on, somebody. Some of you are gonna be like, well, I'm just gonna try it and see now, Pastor. <laughs> he done got it right before. <laughs> No, you don't let a preacher put you in confusion. When you're being taught a certain thing and you turn the TV or whatever and you hear somebody talking different, don't let them put you in confusion. Go, just know that ain't for me. Come on. I know I'm right about it. 
Number three, demons. If you don't know how to cast demons down, you'll be put to confusion. Demons are war at your mind and have you all mixed up. What you knew you were supposed to be doing today, tomorrow you question it. That could be the work of a demon. Are y'all there? And then finally, distrust toward God. But what do Isaiah 26 and 3 tell us? He will keep him in perfect peace. Let's turn that real quick. We're going to close that and then I'm going to let it go. He will keep him in what? Perfect peace. He will keep him in perfect what? Perfect what? Let's look at Isaiah 26 and 3. Then I'm going to close it. Isaiah 26 and 3. And we're going to end it right here. Lord have mercy. Isaiah 26 and 3. The word help you. Never be put to what? Never be put to what? You will keep him in perfect what? In perfect what? Whose mind is stayed well on you. Isaiah 26 and 3. You will keep him in perfect peace. Complete peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. Because why am I going to keep my mind stayed on God? And of course we know John 1 and 1. God is his word. Why am I going to keep my mind stayed on God or stayed on his word? Because he trusts in you. Complete peace. Perfect peace. Peace, prosperity. Shalom, Hebrew. A rain, Greek. Root meaning, prosperity. Complete peace. Complete prosperity. Complete prosperity. Prosperity. Doing well. I'm trying to break it down. Doing well. Complete peace. Doing well completely. Doing well in every How can I do well in every aspect of life? And in this aspect, I'm confused. I'm mixed up. I'm out of order. No, what is God doing today? He's using a divine word to set things. If you ever get out of order, what God does is sends a word. To get you back in order. You first got to work on your mind. So you can get to the place where you say. Hey I never want to be put to confusion. Let me keep my mind. Stayed on God. Balling in my body. But my mind. Is stayed on God. Other word. Philippians 4 and 7. Said now the peace. Of God. Which what? Surpassed. How much? How much? That means there are times man don't know what to do. The peace of God surpasses all understanding. Man don't know why you're not panicking. Man don't know why you're not losing your mind. Man can't figure out why you're not having a nervous breakdown. You got to tell man the peace of God surpasses what? All understand. And I'm just going to be still. Stay put until he tells me what to do. Why you, why you like that? Because I never want to be put to confusion 
Because that's a cursed place. Tell your neighbor, I believe I, believe. I will stay in a blessed place. Let's give God a praise for our subject. Come on, let's stand and give him a tremendous hand to pray. Never be put to confusion. Come on, can we clap like we Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.